What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The volume. All I want for the holidays this year is some NBA action. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks. An instant dub just for you. The Lakers have a tough stretch coming up. Boston on Christmas, couple road games against the Timberwolves. So I'm definitely keeping my eye on these lines to see how DraftKings thinks LeBron and them boys are going to stack up. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Jenkins, J-E-N-K-I-N-S. New customers can get 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on basketball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Jenkins. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.com slash basketball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It's Saturday, December 23rd. The holidays are looming. <laughs> I love the word I love the word looming. Okay, okay. Very <laughs> ominous tone. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, okay. I mean, it's a little ominous in my household because the because the Long Beach School District does not get out until the 22nd. So it's like on December 23rd, it's like, I hope you figured out all your Christmas presents while the, like during the school year, because you have a day basically. So we're, <laughs> we're a little, we're a little behind in the Gardabasio household. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the kids are getting a lot of like printed out, like this will arrive. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> like, Vinny, you're going to get an Otani jersey when they catch up to the printing in March or whatever the fuck. But <laughs> <Does>, anyway. <laughs> does Maya believe in Santa still or is it over with? Yeah, I think okay. so. That's the funniest Donald Trump line ever. You've seen that clip? He was no. he was doing he was doing calls on Christmas Eve and he was talking to a seven year old boy and he asked him and I quote Do you still believe in Santa Claus because at seven it's marginal right? <laughs> that motherfucker. <man. laughs> that was that was that for me was like obviously didn't change my opinion of him as a person but that was when I looked at Shar and I was like this dude's funny bro like <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. really sorry but that say it. that's one of the funniest things a person's ever said. There's nothing I can do about it. Uh, this is a special Jenkins and Jones holiday mailbag. Uh, we will not be dropping an episode on Christmas Day. So sorry uh, for anyone who wanted that. But uh, we will be back on Thursday. We'll actually next- die for this podcast. Yeah. Shit. We won't even play Christmas <laughs> fucking episode. But- <laughs> uh, anyway, we've got some great uh, questions and we're going to uh, dive right into them. Thank you so much to everyone who submitted. And actually, I do. I, I wanted to share some good news first. First of all, Shout out to Jengis and Jones fan. Our boy Smokey is officially engaged. Hell it worked yeah. out. Congrats to you, my boy. Out of here, man. We, Love that. We gave him some. Uh, we gave him some pointers. I don't think that had a whole lot to do with it, but we did give him some pointers on our last mailbag. So I'm glad to hear we're we're one for one with Jengis and Jones advice for men about to propose. <laughs> Didn't he say he already knew what time it was? Yeah, he was just yeah, trying to figure yeah. out. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he knew. But it's, it's still beautiful. It's still I beautiful. can't imagine this. Stress of proposing if you didn't know like we i like shar and i were kind of like what tyler talked about with summer like we already i mean i i would never have asked her to marry me without having like discussed it ahead of time mm-hmm. you know what that mm-hmm. sounds like the most stressful shit ever bro. do people do that like not discussing it at all i guess the people that have been turned down like on television we've seen it people that haven't discussed it but that just seems crazy like you have not discussed marriage at all and then asking a big old question like that <laughs> You have 10 yeah, seconds man. to decide right. <laughs> what your, your the future, rest of your life is. <laughs> you haven't stepped your, stepped your toe in the water to see how I feel about this shit. You're going <laughs> to do this on television. If, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I also wanted to give a shout out to uh, Coach Singh. Uh, my guy is the defensive coordinator at Long Beach Poly. He and his wife uh, just had a beautiful baby girl. Gianna Allison Marie Singh. Uh, I, you know, she's a beautiful baby. He's a, di- a dedicated listener. I know that that baby is going to be listening to a lot of Jenkins and Jones until. Are we not it, clapping? Oh yeah, go ahead. Woo! Welcome, hey. baby. Congrats, uh, my boy. Love yes. that. But uh, you know, once w- she starts saying words back to you, you have to stop listening to Jenkins and Jones in the car with her. That's my parenting advice right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, let's jump into the mailbag. Thanks again so much to everybody who submitted questions. The first one, kind of a personal question for Tyler from uh kenny but he basically uh just wants to know tyler what are some good food spots in richmond he's down there a lot it's an elite food city but he's trying to find some different spots outside of his favorites oh hell yeah this this right up my alley let's talk some fat boy shit um (laughs) (laughs) you know oh you know one of the discussions we've always had before right is is how Virginia is a very black state. Richmond's a very black city, and we are very much, you know, we got the Chesapeake Bay there, the Atlantic Ocean there. We're very much into seafood as well. So, you know, something I, the restaurant I always mention that is just the perfect combination of those worlds is Croker Spot. I've mentioned that to y'all before. It's um, a seafood, soul food themed spot. Um, 
and and the, like I mentioned, you know, the fish boat is one of my favorite dishes they serve in the city where it, you can get like, you know, fried catfish, fried flounder, whatever. And they coat it with um, sauteed peppers and onions. And then they put like their house sauce over it. It's fucking delicious. So Croker Spot is for sure the, the one that I mentioned. If you want to get like a real if you want to get a spoonful of what Richmond tastes like, like that's the spot. Um, Jamaica House is my favorite Jamaican spot. That's on Broad Street. Um, one of my favorite things to do there because they've got like sidewalk dining. So like when the weather's nice, like, you know, me and wife, you just go out there just on like a random ass Wednesday night and just post up out there and eat outside and shit. And it's fucking delicious. Um, ginger Thai on in, in uh in Carytown, that's probably my favorite Thai food spot. Big Thai food fan. Like, I don't know how, how big a role spring rolls play in your life, but it's foundational <laughs> <laughs> on this side. Um, uh, Bellows is a pretty cool sp- uh, spot, too. Um, if you're a younger dude who's, like, kind of in the mix, it's a Caribbean food lounge that turns into, like, a night spot, you know, um, later on the night. So, you know, you get you a nice little plate of oxtail, hear some Afro beats and shit, you know, Sheesh. that make me water type shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Eating some good ass oxtail and shit. It's 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 a vibe, as the kids say. Um, buzzing that. Have you ever pulled up at night? Have you pulled up there at night? Um, I have gone there for the early evening, and then once, <laughs> then once it starts turning, getting more clubby than loungy yeah. is when I did yeah. right. Like like you know, those years are behind me. But but oh, yeah, you know you know sometimes in a you know on those summer days when you just want to get out, I, I for sure hit it on that on the late night, right when the DJ's coming in and all that shit. But like I said, I get out once it gets too clubby. Mm-hmm. Um. Buzz and Ned's and ZZQ is probably the best barbecue spots in the city. Um, we've got this spot called the Bodega that I love. That's um like a um Latin breakfast um spot. So like you go there and you get like Cuban and Puerto Rican themed omelets and shit. It's fucking delicious. How, Tyler, how how often do y'all go out? Uh, like oh, but like uh, like in a given week, how many nights are you out versus um, like cooking? I want to say it's a weekly thing, and 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 the thing is with me in summer is once it gets cold, we're like fuck going out. You know what I'm saying? We we legit hibernate in the winter and shit. But like spring and summer, we are we out there, bro. Like like exploring restaurants in the city is one of my favorite things to do for sure. Okay, are y'all overeating? Uh, we do that every now and then, you know. Okay, so you but, you basically y'all basically cooking every night then for the most yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, basically mm-hmm. cooking or you know we we might go pick up some shit or but yeah, like I said, like spring and summer, we really be out in those streets. Mm. I love that. Um, Kenny also had a question, and I, I don't want to get too deep into this because I feel like we should do this as a, a real topic on a on a regular pod. But you know, it was announced that the Wizards are moving to your state. Um, the governor of your state is intent on giving them some tax dollars to help them fund the city, essentially that they're building. And he uh, he's a, a Washington D.C. resident, but wanted your opinion on you guys now having to bear the tax per- burden of Jordan Poole <laughs> having to bear the brunt. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, I mean, I'm look. I'm fine with it because I think that I think the Wizards provide a much needed service to this world, which is laughter. Right. <laughs> so I am not mad at it. They they ain't never gonna be shit. Yes, but they are kind of like you know the Washington Generals of this shit, where you know <laughs> you you're going to watch some comedy, right? You're not really giving a fuck about seeing good basketball. So I ain't mad at it, man. God damn it. All right. Um, question from and by the way, as as always, thank you so much. Everyone said such nice things at the top. Many of them acknowledge that I'm not going to read those compliments, and you are correct. I am not going to read the compliments. <laughs> but thank you for all the nice words. We appreciate y'all for real, obviously. Uh, Thomas, uh, at Thomas uh, TomasFlow7 on Twitter, says has two questions. If this was the late 90s, early 2000s, who do you think would have been the rapper to wear a Jokic jersey and give him that diplomatic immunity? <laughs> I love that question. <laughs> Bro, we were wearing 
everything during the throwback craze. We were <laughs> we were shameless. It was it, there were black men wearing Danny Ainge Celtics throwbacks, bro. Like <laughs> like this, we were not discriminating at all during the throwback phase. Like I had a fucking Marcus Camby Denver Nuggets, you know what I'm saying? Um, um, swingman jersey and shit. Like a fucking you know defensive specialist, rebounding guru dude. Like we didn't give a fuck, bro. Anybody could have you know pulled that shit off back then. During the as long as there craze. was a fire hat to match, you feel yeah. me? We 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 wearing a jersey for sure, yeah. So I, I, who would? I don't know who would wear. I think we all would have wore that motherfucker. Okay, you know what yeah. I mean? If they had, you said you said, you said Joker, right? Yeah. yeah. If they had the th- a throwback Joker version of it, you feel With me? The rainbow skyline. Oh my god! Jersey, yeah. Everybody would have done wearing numbers. that motherfucker. Yeah. Low key, I would think about getting that motherfucker today. That jersey so damn hard. You feel what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? Uh, his second question uh, is, is uh, this is like when you're picking out the presents under the tree for the kids and then you're like, ooh, and there's one for me. <laughs> he said, uh, I referenced writing for the Golden Times magazine in the past, but he wanted to know what my white whale as a writer is as a dream topic uh, for an article or book. Um, I actually wrote that book was a history of Long Beach Poly uh, High School that sold uh, very well in Long Beach. Thank you very much. But uh, the only um public high school in california maybe in america that had uh race riots um in the 70s when the watch riots were happening that still has white people that is not i think the term is like a mono um mono racial school at this point Mm. it's still a diverse school there's still white people there there's still black people there hispanic people so like learning about the history of how uh black and white parent advocates and activists like came together in the seventies after these race riots to like keep the fabric of a community and a school together was even though it's a small subject is one high school in one city and one state or whatever. It was really like illuminating for me about what it actually takes to make the world better for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was also very disheartening because it's like completely impossible for me to imagine any of the things that those people did being carried out on any level of government today. <laughs> but like at the time things were tense enough in Long Beach that like they were meeting in Bixby Knowles, which is like a really rich area, like white area of Long Beach. And these parent meetings, they'd have one of the black dads like stood guard with a gun at the door. Cause he was like, if we have some people who are trying to run black people out of Long Beach coming up, my wife is in here at this meeting and they're not going to get to her without seeing me first. You know what I mean? So like Real that's nigga. how much these people cared about we have to save our high school. And I, I think it was like, I don't know, it's a beautiful story. So I, I'm fortunate enough to have kind of written that, which is why I have stopped writing books because it is fucking exhausting. All right. Wait, speaking to that, you, like, yeah. is it because, was it because like everybody was so invested in the community in ways that people are not invested in the, in the, in the country as a whole? Yeah. Is I that think why we, it could yeah, be done I mean, on a national level? I don't think like uh, I'm obviously not the person to answer like that on a national level, but yes, like I think I'm, my I'm, I'm based on why you think it would. Yeah, be able to be I, done I think and, yes, yeah. I think that what what is unique about that high school and about Long Beach is that um, whereas like in in Compton, for example, Compton was an all white high school when the Watts riots happened mm. and there were race riots at Compton High School. Like that's like people don't understand that. Like Pete Rozelle went to Compton High School. You know what I mean? Like the the NFL commissioner, like. Mm-hmm. They, you know, and so, but when they had race riots, you know, that this was when white flight was happening. And yeah, so they'd be in the suburbs for sure. So they, got the, sense, fu- yeah. they got the fuck out of there, right? Yeah, and yeah. so what was unique in Long Beach was there were race riots 
and the black parents and the white parents got together and said, we don't want to do it. The, the white people don't want to go to Lakewood. Like they don't want to, mm -hmm. they don't want to run out of here. And the black people, what was fascinating to me reading the, the minutes notes from these meetings was the black parents saying, I don't even really want my kids going to school with white kids, but I understand that if mm. these white people pull out of this school, my kid's not going to have a good school to go to. Right, so right, right. So we need to the figure out a way to and all types yes. of shit, yeah. And they were correct. Like, if you look at what Poly still is, as I mean, that's an inner city high school that produces Ivy League and MIT acceptances mm -hmm. and all this shit every year. Like, it's unique because of the stuff that they did. But it's very counter to the, you know, what I think of as, like, social media political philosophy of, like, everything is a purity test Everything is like, you know, incremental progress is always sort of shit on as like a, a, a compromise or something. And it's like, these are black parents who are literally saying like, I don't think that, you know, white people are great or want my kids to be around them, but I recognize them as a necessary source of funding mm -hmm. <laughs> to keep my kids next to like, like That's they're a river. Like, you know what I mean? Like if I'm going to build my city, I want to build it next to a river so mm -hmm. that we have those natural resources. Like that was basically the approach. And they found enough compromises that like a lot of the programs they came up with magnet programs there's a, a, a cross racial cultural like uh human relations camp they've all gone to a poly you know all these programs are still around they they don't have a, pr a prom king and queen at poly because it turned into like a race riot flashpoint of like all mm -hmm. the white kids voting for a white girl and all the for black sure. kids voting for a black girl yeah. so they have uh, we have international ambassadors there where yeah. it's basically one boy and girl who are white, one who are black, one who are Hispanic, and mm. they're the you know they're sort of elected by their group or whatever at the school. So it's it interesting, longer than probably needs to be on the mailbag. But I, the book is out there if you want to get it. It's on Amazon. Integrated segregation is how it's. It's still high schools in the south that have black proms and white proms, bro. Like, yeah. right, and that and that's like, and you go to the poly prom, and it's like, this is. I mean, obviously, it's not what conservatives dream, but to me, that is that's what America is supposed to look like. It's every possible combination of kid, mm -hmm. and they're all friends. They've all known each other for four years. You go to college and you find out how segregated it is a college. It was a real slap in the face for me because it just wasn't how I wasn't my experience in high school. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. I didn't realize how unusual that was. Okay. Sterling Giles Giles asks, uh, what artist do you embody most from your hometown? And I'm very curious for your guys answer to Ooh. that question. John, you want me to go first? Yes. I think the artists that I fuck with the most or that I feel most connected to um, is probably, I say Smino. You know what I'm saying? I think Smino probably is more of my vibe than anybody else. I mean, I, I don't I agree with that. I yeah, you know what that. I mean? Like, like I mean, it's more because of generational too. Like, you know, Nelly's older. Like, and Nelly, you know, that's obviously not all the way my thing. But like, you know, I, I do respect who he is and what he's done for the city. but. I mean, the person who I think most I most embody the most, you know, you know, connect with is probably Smino, man. Yeah, Tyler Pick Smino, cool as hell. Cool. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I really, I really hate comparing myself to this dude because he's a god in my eyes. Um, and that would be D'Angelo. I, I feel like you know, D'Angelo is. I think you could say he's perhaps the greatest male neo soul artist ever. Right. Like, you know, I don't know if that's hometown bias, but I'm just extremely high on D'Angelo. But I will say what I relate to D'Angelo, you know, a lot on is he's someone who never wanted the spotlight. That dude despises fame. Like he was a recluse who gave, went, you know, fucking 
13 years between mm-hmm. Voodoo and and uh, Black Messiah, right? Like, he's someone who hated the spotlight, who just wanted to, to do his thing, just make music. He didn't give a shit about the glitz and the glamour that came with it. So I for sure related to... Um, That's you, know, you as a that. motherfucker. <laughs> also, <laughs> yeah. the way you understand music, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, like, I know he's a, you know, genius level, yeah, but like... Uh, yeah. For you, like as a normal human being that's not in the industry or not doesn't play instruments, you have a great understanding for music and the industry. You know what I'm saying? Yes, so I appreciate it. I, I think that makes sense too. Um, okay, we got a great email from Daquan Shanks, who it just basically has a, a a little paragraph on what it's like being a Pistons fan, and I want to read this because I do think this is part of what why sports still matter on an emotional level to me, and I think to so many people is. You know, we remember like post Katrina, the Super Bowl that the Saints won. It's I think it's become kind of a cliche. I certainly hate it after school shootings when it's like we have to play a high school football game and get a sense of normalcy. Like some of that shit's bullshit, but it is genuinely true that whether your teams are being successful or not, it affects the mood of like a whole city. Mm-hmm. And like this is like a very uh, emotional testimony from Daquan. But he says, "What up, though? I was listening to this show yesterday, and y'all wanted to know how a regular ass fan feels about the Pistons. Let me tell you, they are trash as hell. They're wearing city <laughs> jerseys inspired by the Bad Boy Pistons, the team of my youth. I so want them to de-age Lambeer and Mahorn." to rip those colors off of them because they don't deserve to wear them. They have negative 20 in the heart department. It would be one thing if they weren't good, but they aren't even trying now. The lineups are ass. Why would anyone start Killian Hayes over Jaden Ivey? I feel like Monty Williams is just collecting checks and the owner gives less than a fuck. At this point, I give up on the game by the second quarter. Troy Weaver has to come up with a semblance of a plan or he needs to be unemployed. And I hate seeing black men on the unemployed line. The happiest moment of this season was when I got free tickets from work to take my dad to a game. The experience was great, but the team's performance was super trash. The only thing that we have left is hope. A lot of us are Lions fans, so we know about long suffering. We'll just wait until Cade leaves and becomes a superstar elsewhere (laughs) while we stay in the lottery. God damn, bro. I... That's crazy. Yeah. That, I mean, hey, hey, we are witnessing some historic shit going on right now with this, <laughs> with this Pistons loser streak. And I feel like we have to, you know, speak on the magnitude of that in real time so the record reflects it. But, you know, the Pistons weren't always like this. You know, of course, you know, he mentioned the Bad Boys Pistons. Like, you know, they were a fucking sprained ankle away from, you know, pulling off a three-peat. They won two out of three. They had a hell of a run. The fucking, um, the Bad Boys, too, as they called them, you know, the, the Chauncey squad, the Rip Hamilton squad you know um ben wallace and all them they were a problem you know they are a team that beat the lakers like they're a team that was a game seven away from going back to back against the Shaq lakers Shaq and kobe lakers and the tim duncan spurs right like if they pull that game seven off we are talking about them you know on the pantheon of like all-time great teams you know so i mean yeah you know y'all are going through some bullshit right now but you know y'all do have some glorious to look back on might have been 20 30 years ago but you know I think the th- weird thing about them is like he said there's a lack of effort and the thing that we always saw with the good Pistons teams was how much how hard they yes. played right. and I was listening to like uh, Mark and that's Jackson. the identity of their city like that's part yeah, I think yeah. that's part of yeah you know like that yeah. was the identity of, right yeah. and I was listening to uh, Mark Jackson he was talking about like how he would like how he kind of worked with you know Oakland you know the Golden State when they were I think 17 years without you know going to the playoffs and shit. And he said the thing that they focused on was being the hardest working team out there. That's what they can control. You feel me? And then he said, like, and then, then it got to the point where they got better players. They drafted and they were like, yo, 
we'll work on each matchup as far as accountability. And my matchup is the other coach. You feel me? Like making sure that he had to be, he was held accountable for how he coached the squad as well. And it was just like the steps that were taken. But I mean, him talking about how he would have like, yo, we just can, we're going to make sure we're the hardest working team. That's all we can do now because we just don't have the guys. We're very young. We don't have the experience. Yeah. And, I was, and, and, and it had to be hard. It has to be rough seeing, especially being in Detroit, you know what I mean? Where like, like I said, the teams that they have won have been so hardworking where they don't even care. They're not even putting an effort in, in to try to win. And, it, and that's the only way that they can potentially win because they don't have the guys right now, you know? Right. So. Well, and I, like, I'm interested in that emotional side of sports. I've watched at this point. I've, I, I actually won't say the number of Pistons games I've watched, but <laughs> it's shocking to me that they have – I agree with his assessment. It looks like they've surrendered. And I don't mm-hmm. know – I mean, that is such a unique thing in pro sports, bro. <laughs> I don't know the last time I could think of, like – I don't know. It's he's right. By the second quarter, it's just like Monty's sitting down. <laughs> right. Players. I don't know, bro. It's crazy. And he okay. talked about his bringing his dad there too. And he's probably a Pistons fan because of his dad. Nobody's a right. Pistons fan because they decided. There's nobody in L.A. or like fucking St. Louis <laughs> and like those fucking Detroit Pistons, man. I mean, you know what I mean? Like they just love the Detroit basketball thing it's so the, much. Right. Yeah. It's the city or it's passed down to you. Right. You feel me? And yeah, just for. Them to see that them not care and you know it, it has to has to hurt. Yeah, uh, we have an email from uh, Garrett G, um, who just got married and uh, he and his wife are about to start trying for their first kid, and he wants to know. Uh, first of all, I wish you uh, luck, my boy. Uh, he says he wants to know what advice you'd have for a new dad, but specifically something you wish you knew before you had children. Um, we you know we we always try and give a little bit of a different answer to those questions. My thing would just be. Um, you just got married recently to your wife. I don't know how long you guys have been together, but like do some stressful shit together and learn how to laugh at it before you, you know, I mean, for, for my wife and I getting pregnant was a stressful thing. We had to learn to laugh. That took us a couple of years to get uh, pregnant with our son. Um, and so just like you're gonna, uh, at some point be making eye contact with the woman you love with poop on your body. So like, just let, you know. Do whatever it is if you got, if you're moving, you're building furniture together, whatever. But like you know, um, find find ways to get some reps, especially if you haven't been together that long. Um, not just getting through annoying or difficult things, but finding ways to like laugh at them and have fun with it. I th- and I think I think he wanted to know what Tyler and and Jackson thought too, because he just respects the, you know their opinions as well. But um, uh, I, for me, I w- it's gonna sound like I'm saying this, and it's like in in a, in a in a way that's it's going to sound scary but I'm not saying because it's scary so you know bear with me for a second therapists have said that having a kid is equal to dropping a bomb in your relationship and the reason is because it changes everything it's right. not because it's you know like it's just like you're going to change you're a different person your 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 wife's going to be a different person the relationship's going to be very different and so it's going to be some time for you to like figure out who you are and put the pieces together and figure out who you are as a dad, you know what I mean? Um, and, and who your wife is as a mom, you know, it, it changed you in, in such a big way. And so what I would say is be gentle with yourself, give yourself some time, be gentle with each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, be compassionate with one another because sure. it's not easy. It's beautiful. It's always beautiful. It's always pers- purposeful, but oftentimes for particularly the first year, it's not easy. Um, and after the first year, it gets so much easier. And hey, so I much told more John uh, on yeah. his, his daughter's first birthday, I just gave him a hug and said, congratulations. Right, like, right, right. It won't right, ever right. be harder than the year you just did. And it's the best, too. But it's yeah, the it's best. The first, but but the f- <laughs> give yourself some grace, please. And that would be the advice I'd give you. 
All right, question from Stephen Jones, uh, who was the guy who asked about Jay-Z the last time we did it, and he wanted us to know that he's 29. Um, but he said uh, his question, and we got to speed these up actually a little bit because we have a lot of questions that are good. His question is, no, 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 not, it's not on you, it's on me. Uh, okay. What are your favorite mixtapes from the blog era? Oh God, that's, a that's hard question. so many. Um, Crit was here comes to mind immediately. Crazy uh, summer 2010. That shit just turned my whole fucking world upside down. Um, I I I would have to throw currencies like Pilot Talk series up there too. Mm-hmm. Can't talk the blog era, and of course you know how fly currency and Wiz. Um, that was one of the two that he mentioned, by the way. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, Cushion Orange Juice. If we talking Wiz, I personally think, um, what's the shit that came after Cushion Orange Juice? Named after his high school, Taylor Oladice. I think that I personally think that's the, the best piece of work Wiz ever gave us over Cushion Orange. The title Juice, song is his best song potentially ever. It's maybe the yeah, song I listen to the so most from that good. album. Yeah, yeah, it's so fucking good. Um, of course, um, uh, the Bake Sale Cool Kids can't mention Blog Arrow without the Cool Kids either. Um, you know, this is some you know Virginia shit. Um, Wale's mixtape about nothing—that's one of my favorite. Mixtapes, that was special. Bro. Yeah, when when he linked with um with Best Kept Secret, who was a, a production um duo out of DC, and he had like the Go Go theme music on that mixtape. Like, yeah, that's for sure one of my favorites there too. Um, yeah, yeah. So so you know that's a handful of of my favorite tapes right there. I mean, I would go with all those too. I'll also go with the Curry's, uh, Harry Fraud and Currency tapes. Those are always yeah, fire. Cigarette Boats, for sure. Yeah, Cigarette Boats was crazy. And my favorite album, I mean, I, like it's personal class to me, the Yellow album. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. that wasn't that, a mixtape, but I think it was a, it was a, it was a, it was an album, but it wasn't a mixtape era. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's one of those albums that have reached that status where it's like, I associate that with summer 2012 so much in my head that whenever the weather gets nice, I always go back to that album, right? Like, I mean, like we were coming back first from New Orleans. Off, yeah. Brian had just won his first chip, I believe. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it was a yeah. special time. We were driving back. Yeah, but go ahead. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of those albums that, like, yeah, I, it gets thrown back in the rotation every summer, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yellow sure. album's classic. Young, right. y- young boy of the pot answer is uh, Acid Rap and Kids. Bro, I want to say Acid Rap. I, damn, I, I can't believe I forgot. Acid rap you were a me? Mac Miller. You were a Mac Miller motherfucker, weren't you? <laughs> I actually wasn't, but I become more of a Mac Miller guy. Now. Okay, all right. No, yeah. Um, acid rap to me was like is is you know Chance's best album, and mm-hmm. I probably played that more. Did that in the yellow album? I probably played more than any other album. But acid rap was fucking incredible. Yeah. I'm a acid, acid rain rap might be the single best song he ever did, bro. Like, you said what? Acid rain might be the yep, single yep, best song yep. he ever oh, did. Oh, it was so like. moving. I'm, I'm gonna listen yeah. to acid rap because you brought that up. I'm glad you said that, man. That needed to be said. Coco uh, Butter Kisses probably has a million streams for me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, Dre Red uh, says, uh, Wada! <laughs> Wada! He said, Wada. Uh, he, said he, he heard something on another podcast about, you know, like different uh, traditions for opening presents for kids. So I'm curious for either, like, John and I, what we're doing with our kids and, and Jackson, Tyler, like what you guys did as kids, whatever. Uh, is it an A, open all presents on Christmas Eve? B, uh, open one present on Christmas Eve and the rest on Christmas Day, or C, stick with tradition and open all presents on Christmas Day. Yeah, we just open all that shit on Christmas, dog. Yeah, we didn't have no sneak way. previews for Christmas. Like, but all all of my friends got to open one present on Christmas Eve, and we were like, "Can we do this?" And my parents were like, "No," and we're like, "What the fuck?" And they're like, "Just wait. That's what Christmas is." Yeah, I never had a chance of doing that one present thing. I don't even know if I even presented this to my mom. So I already knew the answer to that shit. You feel me? So like. I mean, and also I, had, yeah, I was the oldest, so, and I had like 
other younger siblings that still believed in Santa. You feel me? So, you know, Santa. That's where. That's where. That's where. That's 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 where Vinny's at right now. Like Vinny, Vinny, Vinny had a talk with me last year. He was like, he was like, let's so. I've got thoughts about Santa, you know, and I was like, <laughs> oh, for sure. And he's like, cause I, and I was like, let me, and he was, and he was like, so he kind of asked me, he's like, what should I do? Right. Like how to, like, uh, he's like looking for this. guidance. So, yeah. And I was yeah, like, well, yeah. look at it like this, either it's true and there's magic and like blah, 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 you know, or all the parents in the world love their kids so much. They're telling this story as a way to like make things nice for like your little sister, for example. And he yeah. was like, yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't believe in Santa after like four. Yeah, I was early as hell because, bro, we grew up in an apartment. and I was like, Mama, how is Santa coming here? We don't have a chimney. What the fuck? And she's like, Also, yeah. she's like, he's not real. We, we don't need for this. Yeah. yeah, we had one closet, and I mean, that's where the presents were hid. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I started asking my mom for clothes at five. Like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, let me get them new joints. Fuck you, me or like the the pumps, the Reebok pumps. I think um, black people have less of a uh, tolerance for bullshit, and I feel like every white person who had black friends I know, we all found out Santa Claus was not real from having black friends. I feel like that's <laughs> that's like a that's like a universal universal growing up in a diverse city story. Also, like I know this white man ain't giving me nothing. For <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like from a I'm much old I mean, enough like, to know that at four like, or five. You feel me? Like Tyler was just talking to us about the way he was raised and the like depth of intelligence and like thought that he was raised in and it's like at no point am i imagining them going i want you to really trust this white bullshit (laughs) like i just can't picture it you want to sit on santa's lap (laughs) after like you know what i'm saying educating him about marcus garvey i don't know if that makes sense you know what i mean uh yeah we're we're, we do all our christmas presents i would say this as a parent christmas morning is like i mean even Vinny, like you know being where he is it's a christmas morning is a special that's you, like that's your day to stunt as a parent, really, bro. Like my kids walk out. I tell the kids, "Come get me before you go walk out to see the tree." Yes, you know I, what I mean. I get that. Yeah. Come get us because I want to see the look on your face and just feel like whatever else happened this year, whatever ups and downs it was. Look at how happy these fucking kids are. I can afford to buy them the shit I want to buy them. You know what I mean? Like so, yeah. I I never I'll- we never. We never did the Christmas Eve. Like, I never understood that either. It's like, that's what Christmas morning is is for. Otherwise, you're just watching the... Per- like, what are you doing on Christmas morning if you're not opening the presents? You know what I mean? I learned that at 18. Like, Christmas was cat when I got to high school. Like, it was like, I got a job now. Like, I don't necessarily feel me. You so, know like, how much everything costs. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, had a little, <laughs> I, had, I had a little brother that was, like, in third grade or second grade at the time. So, it was cool for me to, like, get him presents. You know what I mean? And, like, you know, see him wake up. And you know what I mean? So like for me, it was like what the joy I got was from seeing him so excited about that. Yeah. Because I'm yeah, not gonna yeah. be super happy to get you know like something I could have bought with my Hardy's paycheck. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I already had the Air Max, nigga. You know what I'm saying? I had the, the Tommy yeah. you know, the, or the Polo. You feel me? The Nautica. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. (sighs) 
Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We got another Christmas present question later this good, but uh, I have, a, I have a, a question from an anonymous person that's not Biko. What is the worst Christmas movie of all time? And I'll, I'll throw on there. What's your What's your favorite Christmas movie if you if you have one? I'll start. The worst Christmas movie ever is The Polar Express. I don't know if you if y'all have seen The Polar Express. We watched it for the first time like last year. Watching that movie for the first time in 2023, it's it's like a Toy Story one era computer animation. It is the wildest shit possible. It is the animation is so bad. Even our kids walked out of the theater and were like, "That was weird." That was some bullshit. <laughs> that was some bullshit. <laughs> worst Christmas. I, I might have to think for worst Christmas. Movie. Oh, my favorite Christmas movie, and this is probably something very unique to like our generation. It's, it's Home Alone for me. Like we had that shit on VHS, bro. I I was watching that shit in the summer. Like, bro, it wasn't just some seasonal shit. Like, I ran that motherfucking movie into the ground. I don't think you can really truly explain to kids who weren't there how big of a star macaulay culkin was right Thanks. like 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 home alone was an instant fucking classic this dude was in michael jackson videos right like he then he went and did um uh, my girl you know which oh. is one of the more moving movies i've seen in my life then he was a fucking psycho in the good son with um well yeah. a l- little lord of the ring boys what's the name i'm elijah wood right yeah. like <laughs> macaulay was fucking huge bro Tyler, we had a girl in our uh, in in my in my class in elementary school who was in a movie with Macaulay Culkin. It was I don't remember if it was like Richie. I forget what movie it was, but to to echo how big of a star he was, she came in and told us this that she had been cast in it, and she thought she was telling us that she was in a movie, and what we all heard was. Sarah's gonna meet Macaulay Culkin. Like it was like we found out. Like you know, I mean, it was yeah. That, that was like he was he was the biggest kid celebrity yeah. to kids for that for that time period for sure. For sure. Um, best movie for me probably Peanuts. You know, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, bro. Like it's not Christmas until I hear Christmas time is here. That's the best fucking Christmas song 
Bro. I know. You know what I mean? Like you, you see the motherfucking Charlie Brown Christmas tree in the back. Like I love that penis. Bro, shit, bro. I, and I was finna pull, I was finna bring that up last pod because I noticed I didn't notice it until last pod. Yeah, but go ahead. What are you about to say? I, no, no, I was, I was gonna say I'm with yeah. y'all. I love all penis shit, For sure, bro. Christmas shit. I remember like if I was on some bullshit, my mom, I wouldn't get whoopings that day if it was like I I got my ass whooped. What I'm saying is like She'd on Thanksgiving, yeah, that's that's what mom would, would threaten me with like Bro, if you keep acting up, my boy, like, no peanuts for you on, on, on Thanksgiving or some oh, shit. No. no we, right? What, no YouTube? I couldn't go watch that shit. I had to wait till next year, nigga. Right, right. You yeah. feel me? Like, I, there wasn't no, re, you know, wasn't no rerun in that motherfucker. That show one time, bro. You feel me? I was, I was like, don't take peanuts for me. Not Charlie Brown. Nigga. That's the Not funniest thread I've ever heard. I was a Charlie Brown ass nigga, bro. I love that dude. Not the like worst. You, don't, you don't get a cookie tonight. Like you don't yeah, get whatever. Nah. You can't play basketball. No, nah, you can't. You watch can't Charlie watch, Brown. bro. It was a different time period, bro. Like I said, it yeah. was gonna show that one time, and it was it, bro. If you I missed that, that motherfucker next year, bro. Good luck. You feel me? But uh, then um, worst movies. I was watching. Me and Rob been watching all bad. We watched Scrooge, which isn't a bad movie, but there's some dumb parts in it. But yeah, then I mean, we watched some really, really bad movies. You've been watching the, the Hallmark ones or what? I mean, we watching all of them, bro. Like, we watched The Perfect Holiday with Morris Chestnut and, um, <laughs> uh, brother. Who else is in The Perfect Holiday? Who's, who's Was, is, that, is, is that like a best man spinoff or? Huh? Yeah, they're Gabrielle watching the Gabriel Union. Y'all watching the $2 DVD uh, bin bro, at Target, dog. Like, that's fucking crazy. trash, dog. <laughs> it was like four trash. We were, we, we, we've enjoyed the trash movies and like that was trash for a trash movie, but yeah. The perfect holiday, and what's I think uh, there's some really good actors actors in it too, like uh, Terrence Howard's in that, like a couple years after being the best man, where he was like stunting. You feel me? Like it's weird. Anyway, um, horrible. Jackson, you got a, a favorite or least favorite Christmas movie? Uh, Home Alone is probably my favorite as well. I definitely remember like even like fast forwarding just to the part the the part of the end when he like sets all the traps and everything, and I saw Sicko. someone. Yeah, I saw someone oh, post man. about this recently where like with it wanting their their house to be invaded so they could do this. And I was definitely that kid. I was like, I'm going to be ready. If this ever happens, like, I know I'm grabbing this thing, this thing, this you thing. You would have got wrecked, Jackson. I would have gotten destroyed. <laughs> we all would have. We <laughs> all would have. <laughs> there, there's been a theory floating around that, that Home Alone is like an, uh, uh, a fucking, you know, allegory to the Vietnam War. And it fucking Kevin's supposed to be oh, like the Northern wow. Vietnam forces oh. and Shit. There's so much content people make. Come about on, dog. <laughs> I, I saw someone do it, like bringing a medical hey, doctor. Who like, said what? it? it, it the math's math, but who the, said the, that? Look, two adults should have fucking outsmarted this one kid, just like everyone thought America should have won that war. Right, but he right. fucking outsmarted. He had the home field advantage. You know, he used booby traps, which which the NBA was known for doing. Like, hey, uh, what, 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 okay, connect there, dog. Who's John, who is John Candy in this allegory? Who are, <laughs> who, who are Kevin's parents? Who is the old man? Who lives next door in the Vietnam allegory? They so, ain't worried on. about that, bro. They just worried about the, the, you know what I'm saying, the main plot. That's what they the, talking the, the about. Pops, the pops would be Russia there, right? Because they were rich as fuck, and Russia was <laughs> fucking bankrolling the NBA. So that would probably be the pops is Russia, dog. This might be next year's whole Christmas episode is just fleshing that theory out. Um, Home Alone is still good money too. The kid, we watch Home Alone with the kids every year. Every it, what's fun about it is every year your kids get older, they find a different aspect of it funny or emotional. So Maya's at an age where she's just laughing at the carnage, like when they, you know, when they got hit in the face with the the paint can. 
I always like flinch at that scene, and she was just like cackling. You know what I mean? So that's that just motherfucking the, yeah. um, 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 flame on on, on Joe Pesci's. Peak <laughs> <laughs> yeah. comedy, the little like eight year old oh, me, dog. Man. You couldn't tell me shit. Shar oh, and I man. look at each other, and we just our running joke for the last ten years has just been keeping count of how many times they would have died. You know what I mean? I'm like, how many Someone murders did this, did this Someone kid did actually this online. Commit? Like, they brought on a doctor, and they were like 20-something times that they would have died. <laughs> also, bro, as a man that just fell less than a week ago, the ice on the fucking steps would have yeah, went home the after that, bro. On concrete steps. Would have like, turned turn around. Time the one. movie would have ended there. You feel right. me? Yep, 100%, 100%. I would also say probably the whitest thing about me is that every year on Christmas Eve, I watch Die Hard while I rap christmas presents while char is at church and the kids are asleep <laughs> i'm not mad at die hard bro that die hard are, I, I would say i would say they're good like the the ones now that are just boom kapow you feel me like yeah those aren't it you know what i mean but the, they're good now the old ones were good for sure bro okay um we've got uh th this is actually a great uh i think this is a younger listener uh named jared who's asking for tyler to rescue him um he said tyler mentioned his day job in recruiting Last mailbag, thought it would be helpful for some of us. What kind of stuff are employers looking for on a resume, specifically volunteer work? Everybody says to have it on a resume, but I don't know how helpful it is to have volunteer hours at Ronald McDonald House when you're in software management or something completely <laughs> unrelated. What does volunteer work do and how do you interpret it on the other end? Yeah, that that is a good question because I can honestly say in all my years of recruiting, and you know, I recruit tech like IT positions. We've never cared about volunteer work. I'm not at all saying that's not his reality from whatever he's hearing. Maybe he's trying to get in like project management or what have you, but that's something we've never quite looked for. But, um, you know, just as some, you know, overall advice, um, just bro, whatever you have volunteered for, just put that shit down, spruce it up. Like, you know, you mentioned, you know, if you volunteered at the Ronald McDonald house, like put that shit down and, and, you know, talk about how, you know, you help feed the homeless and, or, or what have you there and, and just kind of spruce that shit up there. But, but yeah, um, like I said, I personally can say that, and all my years of recruiting, volunteer experience has never really, really mattered with us. We've never, yeah. I've never had to like, you know, check that box off when I've done my searches and my sourcing. So, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Craig, so he might be, he might be a new grad just kind of working through the bullshit because you, you get fed a lot of bullshit in college about what exactly employers are looking for. So, you know, I, yeah, I was going to say, this sounds to me like when I, I've only ever had to use a resume to apply for a job one time and it was bullshit like i because of what you just said it's like I, I was just on google and like the 2006 version of google like <laughs> how to make resume you know what i mean and it's like <laughs> the first thing that pops up put a lot of volunteer shit on there you know you're like all right i'm gonna get you know like i don't know bro all right um craig uh cr underscore egg the homie asks uh he says happy hoka days from an old first of all <laughs> tm old shout out uh, he said he's wondering <laughs> if the boys beat spider-man 2 and if we loved every second of it i haven't i'm still fucking around how far you got on it mike now i ran through that shit dog you beat that shit <clears throat> i beat it in like two weeks and i got to 100 percent on it in like three weeks Jeez. And I don't, and I don't, yeah, I don't play games like that. But I was just like obsessed with that shit, bro. So I'm just yeah. sitting here like looking at, you know, when we're getting updates. They're talking about updates. So I'm not gonna spoil anything for you, Tyler. But some stuff. There's gonna be some updates that have some extra fights with different people and stuff. I'm very mm. excited about. So. Okay. Yeah, but are you loving it? Are you you haven't oh, yeah, finished yeah. it because you're yeah, just enjoying? It. Playing yeah, I'm, I'm just yeah, I'm just bullshitting, swing through the city, doing side missions and shit. Like that's where I'm at with it. I haven't even really locked back into the fucking plot or whatever. But that's how it took me three years to beat Red Dead Two. 
because I would just go picking flowers for like a month. You know what I mean? Or like, <laughs> I spent two months just hunting. <laughs> Todd, did you ever do Red Dead? You ever well, play Red Dead? I, I never be Red Dead either. Like, I don't okay. necessarily need to beat video games. Yeah, yeah, like, as long yeah. As I, I, they're just more so of an escape, just something to put my brain on cruise control. How far did you get on Red Dead? Did you start the second half of Red Dead? Did you, or did you not get to the, because it's basically two different games. It's two separate yeah, games. Yeah. Um, I remember I got to the part where he was like, you know, living with that camp with, with that family that was like camping. out. Okay. That's that. the second part. Yeah. When the first, I ain't gonna, I, niggas know, need the, when the first dude died and then you had his. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I was so uh, mad when he went. Sky sneaks. We got a couple different versions <laughs> of this uh, question, but this is Chisa slice on Twitter. Uh, he said the funniest shit I've been following this season is Tyler's running count of the wizards <laughs> doing dumb shit. Uh, that boy is a fucking prophet. He's not a prophet. He's the Domus. Right. <laughs> the Negro Domus. Uh, he says, uh, since we already have our shooting guard and power forward in pool and coups, how would you round out the rest of the NBA all ridiculous team? Could be current or all time. Oh shit! Um, listen, if we're going all time, like we can just go to the Wizards. <laughs> like we can just, <laughs> like, like we can just roll out an all wizard squad and, and handle this in one shot. We can put we can put Gilbert at the one. We can put uh, Pool at the two. We can put motherfucking Nick Young at the three. We can put um, motherfucking you know uh, 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 Pool at the four. We can put fucking uh, JaVale McGay or Andre Blotch, whoever you want at the five. Like. Bro, like there we have it. It's that easy. Just, just off former Wizards, bro. Um, on my all time, I have to put Javale McGee just because he was so, and I love Javale McGee as like a as a person, a player. But he was so ridiculous for so long that Shaqton a fool almost turned into like bullying just because of like how much material he had that was fucking ludicrous. So I got I got the all Wizards team with Tyler with Javale off the bench. That'll be. Did mine. you did you ever see that clip? When when JaVale McGee's team got an offensive rebound and JaVale was go- running back on defense, I forget who the point guard was, but the point guard picked up his dribble and just looked at that man <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, we got to remember. We got to find that point guard. You got to yeah. see who that point guard was. Yeah, yeah. JaVale was hilarious, bro. Have y'all seen a slow motion clip of J- uh, uh, Jordan Poole where he comes Which off one? the screen? And you know how like these slow motion clips of dudes that are like, like they're showing like the I saw about this last part. I showing the beauty of basketball. They'll yeah, slow it down, right. put some jazz or like some RB behind it. They saw Jordan Poole get the ball, spin off somebody, and get, get, get find an open spot, shoot that motherfucker. I'm thinking like, yo, this gonna be crazy. I'm talking about over the rim, hit the backboard <laughs> painfully hard. He and I, and the, my, he, my mom he, asked he, me he like, why the they do him the like backboard. that, bro? Like just all backboard. <laughs> and my mom asked me like, why they doing him like that? I'm like, mom, you the Detroit Pistons are are trash. But like the, the 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 wizards are way more embarrassing for some reason. Yeah. But yeah, bro, like that 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 <laughs> Jordan, it's been insane to see this week this year. Okay, we just got a couple more here. Uh, Keith uh, uh, Keith from Ontario asks um, if you got into some freak comic book accident that gave you superpowers, what power would it be? And then I like this more. How do you think the accident would have went down? I.e. Tyler had a random grill blow up and now he can turn into fire or something. <laughs> That's a hell of a question. <laughs> that is so a good creative, question. so inventive. Yeah. <clears throat> um, listen, I would just want a power that can like I can make money from. <laughs> like I, I want to care about fighting crimes. I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. I would, I would just want some shit where I can like see the future so I can like, you know, cash out at a casino or, or with gambling or some shit. Like or or if I had like a superhuman power, like if I was like super fast, I could like fucking go to the NFL or be a 
track star and make a bunch of bread like that or something but i would like i would not be out here taking it to the streets i'm gonna tell you that <laughs> motherfucker man. we getting paid dog <laughs> we are getting away from the streets we going to the hills <laughs> you're reading the spider-man where he gets into pro wrestling when he first gets his powers and you're like yes yes <laughs> I, feel, I don't know how it happened but i think flying bro i just always like admired that sense of freedom i mean they don't Birds are dumb for the most part, so they don't understand how you know how they, they don't, probably don't feel that. But yeah, I, that sense of freedom, being able to fly, I, I I want to feel that. So I think that's the power I want. I don't know how that would happen. Yeah, you're throwing yeah, your but, baby in the air, and then suddenly you're you're both flying or something. I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Jackson, you have a, you have a, you have a, a radioactive fly bites you, bro. <laughs> right, there we go. There we go. There I we definitely, go. the power that I would like is definitely to fly. I feel like I misinterpreted misinter- the question differently where I was like, what is something that I do that I do oftentimes that like would result in a freak accident where I would oh. get a power of some kind? And the only thing I was thinking there is uh, Kim, my girlfriend, always complains about how I'm like constantly like injured in some way. Like I have a knee sprain, I got a wrist problem, I like tweak my back, I like do I like just like minor shit that I'm always getting hurt. So I feel like it would probably be like me like getting hurt in some weird way and then developing like Wolverine's like regenerative powers, like the opposite, you know. I got an idea now. That, I'm wait, rephrasing the question in that way, uh, reframing it in that way. I um, <laughs> I'm always like fighting against bugs in a golf course. <laughs> Like I have yes. battles against fucking yes. Japanese beetles and fucking bees and shit where I'm trying to slap them out the air with, with clubs. It happens sometimes, sometimes. Most time I miss. I just look silly as fuck. But maybe I like fight a Japanese beetle and like a swarm of them attacks me and I get that regenerative power from like, you know, fighting my body fighting back against, you know, getting yeah, its yeah, ass yeah. beat by Japanese beetles. So. I like uh I like Tyler's you get bit by a radioactive fly and then you can fly but you also find shit to be super delicious. You don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't ruin my That's the that's, a, that's, a, that's no, a flip side of it. This is mine, not yours. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all ever have dreams one. where you could fly and then at some point in the dream you couldn't you couldn't do it anymore? Did you ever I have ne- that dream? I never dreamed I could fly. I always wanted to, bro. Yeah, I have dreams, bro. Like I, 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 can, I basically have done what I wanted in my dreams. So yeah, but um, Professor but, uh, X over here just nah, bro. It's just right? a, <laughs> no. I, my sister can do the same thing. Courtney, she has the same. Yeah, she dreams in the same way. But, uh, but anyway, um, uh, okay. We we just got a couple questions left here. Um, Jasper asks, um, uh, any books we've read recently that we'd recommend? Uh, he loved he loved when we were doing the book clubs, and he's uh curious. To hear about Goodreads lately, I know John just read Warmth of Other Suns. Warmth of Other Suns, we talked about that. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I you see, the Warmth of Other Suns is such a. There's you could you could tell she put 14 years of information of, of research into it, right? You know what I mean? But for me, like, and and, and it was so informative when they're talking about, you know, what I'm saying the Great Migration and where they're coming from, like Louisiana going to Cali, you know, what I'm saying Mississippi going up to, you know, Chicago and then Florida going to like Detroit, you know, based upon the railroad lines. That was really interesting. But I was talking, I mean, I was talking to Mike about this, about how she really made the pin do backflips when she fucking sent these people home. It, it follows their entire, it starts from the, 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 the beginning of their lives. And then she's with them like the last, what, 15 years of their life. Um, uh, but like that, that, was was beautiful the way she sent them off. It's, also, the best, it's, it's the best nonfiction book I've ever read. 
I mean, yeah, I'd have to say so. And I think Ida May, I learned so much from how that kid, not that person is from how she approached life. Right. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 one of the sons is incredible. You, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Tyler, you got anything? Um, I just ordered a book last night. As a matter of fact, I'm going through my Amazon to see what the it was. Homecoming about. I read too was good too. Homecoming. Hey, did that did that yeah. did that book I sent you ever get there, bro, or did that get lost in the Richmond? Uh... <laughs> no, nah, when you when when you send it? God damn, bro! I swear, like half the shit I sent Tyler doesn't get to his house. I sent you the um the social media book we talked about, the Chaos Machine. I sent I it like that's... a month ago. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, I think I think I do have that. Okay, I just okay, think okay. I haven't tapped into it, but I okay. do need to read that. Okay, shit, yeah. all right, that's fine. That's fine. I just was like, because I think I tried to send you a couple of uh, uh, S. A. Crosby, who I love. I tried to send you a couple of his books, and those shits just did it. <laughs> did you did, did I feel like that shit might have came in like an Amazon shit? Did, did you send it to yeah, me via yeah, Amazon? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yes, yes. That's I do have that shit. Then yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, so you've been getting shit. It's just you got other shit going on. I understand. Yeah, I, I got a lot of Amazon <laughs> shit going on right now. It's Christmas time. You know what I'm saying? I got. Godsons right, and nieces sure. and shit. I'm compensating for so. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm sorry. Were you? Were you? Uh, you had a? Did, did you have a? You said you just read something. I I can't find the shit. But oh, okay. But okay. no, yeah. I've 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 been bro. I've been slipping with my read. Like I usually read about. I'm not in a crazy avid book reader, but I usually read like three or four a year. But I've been slipping this year, dog. Yeah. Uh, I I read this year. I spent uh, most of the year doing a book club with my friend Ryan. Uh, we read all of the Game of Thrones books, uh, starting with Fire and Blood, and then we read the actual Song of Ice and Fire and everything else. And I've never, I'm not really a fantasy sci-fi dude. It's more like literary fiction or nonfiction stuff, but I've never had more fun reading. Like, it's just, I love a book with a map. I love a book with (laughs) people at war. It's just, I don't know the whole thing. It it was really not to be one of those annoying people, but it truly was like a much deeper experience than, than the show was. And it's one of my favorite shows ever, but the, the book I would sell people on right now is called the reformatory. It's by uh, Tanana Reeve Du, which is Char's uh, aunt, my wife's aunt. But she is uh, kind of a legendary black horror writer. Um, she wrote the introduction to all of Jordan Peele's uh, stuff uh, for Get Out. She teaches a she class is. on black horror at UCLA that he's come and spoken at. Uh, and The Reformatory is a horror book she's been working on for like a decade plus. About It's based on the true story of this horrible reformatory school that was used basically in Florida as a, um, like a 13th amendment type of a, like they're putting black boys, you know, and kids in there. Um, and then they're sort of doing like forced labor and stuff like that. But this book is like unbelievably beautiful. Stephen King's son said he thought it was the book of the decade. Wow. Um, Entertainment weekly put it up there with the shining, is like the best American horror books ever written. Order that. It's a singular work of art, and she is um, one of the best people you'll ever meet as well. Um, but uh, she, she's she's getting a lot of flowers for that book right now, and she very much deserves them. So that's that's my recommendation to anyone who's looking for a, a kind of a unique book to give to someone. Uh, okay, we got two left. Justin Smith says, uh, one, has anyone ever told John that he has some serious acting chops? I felt like I was watching an episode of Atlanta during the 12 on Monday's trailer. It just all looks so Best genuine. Best compliment ever. Compared I just to wanted to read yeah. Atlanta. You know I just I mean? wanted to, yeah. And I just, for that reason, just wanted to read that to you. But um, the real question was number two. <laughs> Tyler, when the tweet left your hands, did you know that you would start a movement among internet users of verbifying nouns with the them titties is tittying tweet? 
<laughs> People don't give you your flowers with that. I think we brought it up. A I didn't times know that. No, I didn't I, know I, that. I knew because I remember he was the that first was person Tyler. to say it, and I was yes. like, "Ooh, that was because this that was the only way to describe Rihanna's titties." It was, yeah, it, it was, it was some, it was some bitches like 2012 Rihanna titties when I first. <laughs> <laughs> She's in that. Well, man, I turned into a child. Turned into Looney Tunes. I didn't even mean to do that. That was completely like that came from my spirit. No, but like it was crazy because. I remember that she was getting interviewed. Hold on, hold on. YouTube.com slash at Jenkins and Jones for John's visceral reaction to remembering reality. Holy shit. (laughs) Do you remember the video, Jackson? Tyler understands. I don't know what you're talking about. Tyler understands. Tyler, bro, that's it. I vividly remember those titties. Thank you. They have been seared into my memory bank. And just so, just for listeners who don't know, because I actually was friends with Tyler for several years before realizing that I had been partaking in a language thing that he coined. The them titties <laughs> tittying was a tweet Tyler wrote that then, uh, yes, verbifying nouns is obviously just something that you see all the time on the internet at this point. I was not aware that that came from Tyler, but it did. Hey, you know, sometimes, you know, the higher powers speak through you. Like, I, I don't know how much credit I can take. I felt, I felt like, you know, I was just a vessel in that moment, you know, for, for a greater purpose. So. Did you know, so did you, okay, that being that is something that nobody had ever done before. Did you know? Oh, this is about to go crazy. Did you know that, or you just think it was a little, a I little? I just be saying shit. I've got fucking but, what six hundred thousand tweets. I just be saying shit. I, I know, I know. But Tyler, you know when you let some go, that people are going to react or not? No, actually, that, that's a, no. That that's a, that's a great question. What's your success rate of predicting? Like when you tweet something like, "Oh, that's going to fuck my mentions up for two weeks." Like, do you usually know, or is it a surprise to you when shit really pops off? Uh, it's it's a bit of both. Like sometimes I'm like, "This is a heater." Right. Like I, I know, you know, so you know how fucking Larry Bird, you know, shot that last shot in three point contest and turned away before it dropped. Like sometimes I feel like that when I get a tweet off. Sometimes I'm I'm shocked that some shit went off. Like my most viral tweet was there's an old clip from like the 20s of like a, a car that backed up by itself. And I was like, wow, why? Why did why do we not have this now or some shit like that? And that shit got like two million retweets. <laughs> like there's, there's no telling, dog. So. Right. OK, for sure. Um, OK, last one. Uh, uh, Herman, uh, his name is G- it's German, but it's with the H sound instead of a G. Is that Herman or Herman? Herman. H e r m a n. Yeah, Herman. Herman. Okay. Yeah. Um, Herman, I think. <laughs> look, look, bro. If you where, where is he from? Though it depends on where he's from. Though it's, it depends. I, all on where I he's know from. about like, him. He, all I was know he born about in Nebraska? It's fucking Herman. You know what I'm saying? Is he not? Yeah. You know what what Nebraskan is naming their son Herman with a G though? Like that's what I'm no, saying. No, no, wait, Nebraska's wait, wait, gonna name wait, him Herman wait, with the H. Wait, it's 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 H E R M A N, right? Not J. No, it's not it's G. G. It's, it's the word German, but then in parentheses it says with an H sound instead of a G. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think it's Herman. Herman. Otherwise, he wouldn't have used a different word. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm thinking German. Just I would just swap it in. Okay. Yeah. Pr- yeah. Pronounce yeah, the rest yeah. of the word exactly the okay, same. Okay. Here's all of the intel I have, and this is a great question. So thanks for sending it. Here's all the intel I have. He has a T-Mobile 5G device because it says the email was sent from my T-Mobile 5G device. Herman. <laughs> that sounds like a Herman. No, I don't know. Herman. All right. He says, um, since it's the season, what was the best Christmas gift y'all ever ever received, both as a kid and as an adult? Wow. Wow. And I want Jackson stayed later than he was supposed to, so I want Jackson's answer too. <laughs> I'm gonna sound really ungrateful, but like I can't really like think of one off the top of my head. 
You sound like the little boy in the I'm boy, extremely in the, grateful in the, in the dinosaur the that pooped Christmas. You sound like the, the little you sound like the little <laughs> ungrateful boy in the dinosaur who pooped Christmas. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Tyler, you got one? I think I think my favorite Christmas gift is probably uh when I got a Sega Genesis, bro. Yeah. Like you you gotta understand for one, like video games that you can play at home were new as shit, right? Like 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 Nintendo was the first real home console that really took off. Like Atari had its, you know, run or whatever, but Nintendo was when shit really took off, right? And I remember, you know, I had Nintendo and then I got the Sega Genesis and I was like, wow, 16 bits, you know, <laughs> like, like, you know, just blown away with that and, and had fucking Sonic came with it. Are you kidding me? Like so- Sonic, when you'd only been able to play Mario, right? was like if someone created, I mean, I, well, I shouldn't say that. I was going to say it was like if someone created <laughs> like porn that actually <laughs> existed, like it was like it was like taking your brain to a level you didn't even know existed, even though it was still a like low bit side scrolling video game. The fact that you could go fast was like, right. Holy so go shit. Fa- and, and if you go fast <laughs> enough, if you go fast enough, you've got the Mario Invincible star, you know, basically right, by right. default. That right? was like right. the 94 version of Rihanna's titties. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and then, Sonic and then, and then the, Right. And then the whole, you're telling me as long as I just, I've just got one ring, I'll never die. Like what, right, right, what type right. of innovation is this? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Sonic was a game changer, dog. I remember I mine. Think- I remember mine. Go, go it was not, I don't know if it was technically a Christmas gift. It was right around the Christmas time. So I think it, it qualifies. And it's by far the best gift I've ever gotten. My dad did this thing with me and each of my siblings. He called it a senior trip where like when we were seniors in high school, he would like, we would do some cool thing. For me, I was oldest. I got the first one. He surprised me and he, we flew to Boston. And in a two day span, we went to a Celtics game, a Bruins game and a Patriots game. It was the sickest trip ever. And I was like 17 years old. How is that not top of mind? Because <laughs> it wasn't Christmas, I think. That's why. Okay. okay. It, it, it was like early December or something. It was just like the timing. That was the timing okay. of those games happening. But like, I think it qualifies. I was like, well, your Christmas is that crazy? We're no, like, no. That's, that's, like, like, that's the okay. best gift I've ever gotten, period. And it was just like. Somebody was I, privileged. I, I, I didn't think of it as a Christmas gift. I didn't think it was a Christmas gift. Somebody had more than one closet <laughs> in their house. <laughs> Jackson didn't believe in Santa Claus because they had too many chimneys at that house. <laughs> right, right, which, right. How did he choose which chimney to go down? Right. <laughs> There's no, There's Santa. no way he would know. <laughs> right. I uh, for I, I have I'll, I'll do an adult one later, but my my kid one would would be very similar to Tyler's, and I have to emphasize again: if you're a younger listener. There's no way to describe how important a video game system was because it was both the most entertaining thing in the world you could have, and legitimately if you had the new system you were automatically the coolest kid in your group of friends it was like being the first kid to have a for the first of your friends to have a car or something so i'll never forget when i was 12 uh my grandparents got me the nintendo 64 and the nintendo 64 was as big a step up as we were talking about because mm-hmm. you you had four controllers which to us was like we had more than two friends so you were always juggling okay you guys are playing madden but the other four people are outside playing basketball, you'd go call them in or some shit like that, right? Because people would be in my house, and so we'd be, like, rotating. N64, I mean, first of all, I knew I was going to get it because my grandma was just, like, you know, she was just telling me, like, the two months before Christmas what a good kid I was, all this other shit. And I just mm-hmm. knew. Like, she would just give me the she look. She hit me with a banger. She got like, you them Jordan you can't wait. Yeah, yeah. She, she was just, like, she'd just you, be yeah. like, you can't. She's like, oh, you can't wait for Christmas. And so, like... <laughs> And so my anticipation was so, so high, and I was correct 
that it was the mm. greatest present. It was just like December 26th, actually December 25th, just up and down my street. My friend Ryan, you know, my little brother, just I got the N64. And we're, <laughs> we're all playing Smash Brothers at the same time. Like we're all playing Mario Kart Mario at the same Kart. time. You bring your controller over to your friend's house because it, the controllers were still expensive as fuck. So most people didn't have four controllers sitting in the crib. Like, but I just knew as a 12 year old. And again, I knew it was my grandparents getting, there wasn't any Santa stuff. I just knew it was going to be like life changing. And I was correct. So that's got to be number one for me as a kid, for sure. I think as a kid, number one was probably the Reebok pumps. I wanted those so fucking bad in third grade. I got them after that fucking I, D Brown dunk contest. Right, he pumped that, shit it up. was that same. It was yeah. yeah. I got them and I hated them. I put them on my feet <laughs> and I'm like, these shits are beefy as fuck. I wore them one day to third grade. Had a had a matching jumpsuit to go with them, motherfuckers. And went right back to my cross trainers. And I've been wearing low tops for the most part. I wore low tops for the most part. Like, I didn't start wearing high tops again until probably college. Bruh. But, uh, yeah, yeah. No, the, the forces. The forces. In, uh, middle, in, high, in high school. So, yeah, yeah. Um, as an adult, it's really like a tie between everything my kids have ever given me. And I have, like... Everything is on my desk so I can see it. They, they made me a plaque. They had Shar take him to a trophy mm. for like best dad ever. Uh, I got a mug over here that says you're my hero. Um, I got a, a art picture that Maya drew. I got a rainbows and hearts that Vinny drew me. And But then the, the not, oh, and I told you all that Vincent's Christmas present of a Dodger hat literally f- like forced me at gunpoint to become a baseball fan because we watched like two or three playoff games together just because it was on or whatever. And so for Christmas, he got me a Dodgers hat and he said, he was like, I don't know, four or something. He was like, because watching baseball games with you, watching Dodgers games with you is my favorite thing to do. Oh. And I was just like, motherfucker. Like, that's the <laughs> well, sweetest we shit I ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, backed yeah. you into a corner, baby. You had nowhere to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know uh, what I'm then, saying? But the the other honorable mention was last year, Shar got me, this is a postcard uh, that's also on my desk, postcard of the ship that the Gardabascios came to America on. And the signature is my great grandpa's uh, signature from the registry book at Ellis Island. Um, so she got, so I, I put that on the desk as a reminder of like, if you're a little stressed out about work, like it's really not that. Great grandpa's a Gardabasio or? Yeah, yeah, it's Gardabasio's all the way down. I'm the firstborn son of a firstborn son of a firstborn son, which in my, my Italian family at least was like, it was like very important. So when mm. when everyone found out Vinny was going to be a boy, it was like I was sort of not, you know, I was ready to kind of break that up or whatever. But it's the, mm. that's a that's a big deal to all of them. So nice. All right, adult yeah, I would, presents. I would, I would I would say as an adult, it's it's going to be another console. It's going to be the PS Five, and the reason being is because you know we all know how how hard. Tyler, it is I, I love you, bro. Tyler, I love you, dog. He the same nigga. He the same nigga his whole life, bro. Yeah, and, but but this is this is special to me because like you know I had I had, I had told Summer I told my wife like bro I just cannot find a PS Five and I wasn't tripping right like. I'm not an avid gamer. I was just ready to charge to the game. I was like, when these motherfuckers hit hit Best Buy or Amazon in, in 2026, I guess I'll get one, right? Like, it didn't fucking phase me. But, you know, Wifey is a fucking super shopper, right? Like, she's someone who who prides herself on being able to find shit that, that is rare to find and finding good deals on shit. And that shit even beat her ass. Like, she couldn't find this shit, right? And so she was about to give up. And then just one Christmas, she just surprised me with a fucking PS5. And she got it because she used her, you know, 
I've told y'all before, she's a military kid. Both her parents mm -hmm. were in the military. Um, there's a military base, you know, um, in, 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 in the Richmond area, in the Petersburg area. And she's still got friends there. She's got connects there. And they had a raffle for a PS5. She reached out to the person who won the raffle, didn't know him, but she knew the person who threw the raffle, got in contact with the person who won the raffle and bought it off of that dude for me. Like, wow. Yeah. Bro. That is, like I said, I'm not even tripping off the actual PS5. It's just, you know, my wife just going above and beyond for me like that. That shit is sentimental as fuck to me. So that's dope as fuck, bro. I think the best gift I got was it's either this chain with Somia's name on it that rather got me or when she got me the Roly. Cause bruh, mm. I would never have bought that for myself. Never, yeah. never, never. And I kept saying, when I get to this point, I'll do it. When I get to this point, I, and she knew that there's no way I was never going to do that shit. And so she talked to Adrian to figure out which one to get and all that shit, bro. And I remember I opened a motherfucking box, like not thinking, I'm just like, what is, I wonder what this is. And I saw this shit and I just walked away, bro. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, came back face wet as fuck because nigga, like, bro, you 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 could have done a hundredth of that and I'd have been perfectly fucking happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I don't know. It's just like her knowing that I would never do it because I'm just not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just not going to do that type of shit. And her willing to fucking do it, bro. You know what I mean? And so, but yeah, man, that was just... It's not the fact that it's a role, it's the fact that like she just understood me in a particular way. You know what I mean? And how, oh, how and, 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 and what it and what it means, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like a like for, for us, like you get that motherfucker, it's like, wow, like you've actually you know what I mean? I just never felt like I would have accomplished enough to I could be making a million dollars and I feel like, nigga, I, I don't know, bro. I don't think I'm there yet. You feel me? Yeah. So she she kind of made me celebrate myself for a little bit and I and I appreciate that. That's beautiful. That's beautiful Jackson. Man. As from, an your, adult? from your giant pile of <laughs> oh, Jackson, you got over ja Jackson. Yeah. Jackson, as an adult, is still opening the presents he got as a kid yeah. because there were so many of them. <laughs> well, I'm just like not like a gift guy, so like it's not it's not like the way my brain works. But I'm Yours. thankful for all of them. I'm thankful for all of them. <laughs> I got this plant. It's not. It's not he looks it's not over like it wasn't a Christmas gift. She's there. Is she Kim, right there? Kim got me. The, Kim got me this plant. Okay, okay. No, she's, not, she's not here. Kim okay. got me this. <laughs> She, she like she was there. No, 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 no. I was pointing to. The, I was thinking to other, other room. There's this plant that, that okay. I that I that I really like that she got me. But okay, 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 okay. I like that. All right, yeah. guys, that's our mailbag episode for the holidays, bro. Um, God damn, bro. Like the ghost of her, like behind you. Like you thought she was gonna say something. Nigga looked over. Like you didn't care about any of them. <laughs> <laughs> like she was gonna hop out the fucking no, walk no. through the wall, nigga. Like no, what was no, that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do nothing. Oh. Special sure. for you, it's because of the plants in the other room. That's so funny. All right. Um, that's, that's our holiday mailbag. Thank you to everyone. who. I'm sorry we didn't get to all the questions, but thank you so much to everyone who wrote in. Thanks again for all the nice stuff uh, you said. And uh, sincerely hope everyone, we, you know, I, I always like to get a little sappy at this time of year because I really do think quite a lot about how grateful I am to get to do this pod with my uh, two of my best friends in the world. And the most responsible 27-year-old in the world who's also uh, one of our close friends. And um, it's just like, it's crazy. It is truly crazy that we get to do this shit. Um, Absurd for, even. Yeah. I mean, really. But so thank you to, to all you guys. Hope everyone has a great uh, holidays. If you don't have family shit going on, you're sad about your family, whatever, do whatever the fuck makes you have a happy time with the holidays, bro. You know, like, we, I've, I've been through some of that shit. A lot of us have been through some of that shit. 
Um, but thinking about y'all and, and hope everyone has some kind of a happy, love-filled, magical moment at some point over the next week. Sorry you won't have a Jenkinson Jones, but we'll be back on Thursday with our next episode. And we will see y'all then. Bye. 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 The Volume. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.